flyover state of film was shot in front of a live studio audience. Welcome back to Flyover State of Film. I'm your host this low, week. What's the low, low energy? It was way weird. Like, the low energy? Hello. Hi. To fem. Oh. Hi. Hi, sister. Hello. Ladies, we are doing it again. The Flyboys are here. It's Men on Film. Oh, wait, wrong show. Oh, oh man. Oh, speaking of oh, tangent, Men on Film not does not hold up great. Oh. Uh, pretty, pretty offensive. I'm not going to no. lie. No, most of it. I don't, I don't think that's a hot taste, but I remember like getting those DVDs and being so excited. Hadn't seen it once since I was a kid. Grew up on the Living Color. Loved that shit. Went back to it. And was like, yeah. Oh, oh my. Mm. Yeah, I would say I would say most of the of the of those skits are pretty. Uh... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Some of them are kind of you know because they're from a perspective. The ones I like are uh, are rough. Yeah, there's some, there, but there are definitely some. Uh, Handyman, another one, did not hold up great. My man got two jobs, not a. No, Jamaica with the Jamaican family. Yeah, great, great, great sketch series, but. <laughs> uh, I was just talking about <laughs> anyway. I love Flyover State of Film, where we spend the first five or six minutes just talking about '90s sketch comedy I'll shows. Be in the middle of an episode. Right yeah, now. whatever. Okay, whatever. We're okay. just I, right now. We're just we're like watching. fucking Chris. We're off the rails already, and nobody cares. Right now, we're just like the Chris Farley SNL, but like, oh, you guys remember when? Like, yeah. that's all we're doing, right? Remember when? Oh, that, that was cool. That's fine. The world needs nostalgia. The world needs things that they're familiar with to come back. Even if, say, it had a send-off that felt very final and a very, like, respectful way and, like, dignified and maybe, like, brought to close a long-running series and a guy who would, like, really, like, define the character. But who cares, right? Who gives a fuck? Let's bring it back for a joke or two. Let's say, ooh, my even, balls! Oh, no! Anyway, Even, even if the... Even if the actor was like so close to liver failure from all the steroids that he did for the last few movies, like just, just you know, mm -hmm. fuck it. This is, not my him... joke. this is not my joke, but I saw a tweet that was like Hugh Jackman looking at a giant plate of HGH, like one more ride. <laughs> <laughs> you just the man just wants to sing and dance, and the world's like, no, we want you to be Wolverine. No. Go eat some horse meat, motherfucker. <laughs> Get, get like, freakishly ripped. Get that kind of rip that makes it look like your skin's going to pop open. <laughs> Can't we know that there's got to be some 
it's fucking like I get what they're doing, and it makes a hundred percent sense that they would add Hugh Jackman into the promotion for adding Deadpool into the MCU. Which at first everyone was like, "What Deadpool?" Now it's like, "Okay, we." But it cannot be like a full-on role. They're already, you know how yeah. I'm, everyone knows how the MCU works. It it's going to be a cameo. Yeah. Like, it's got to be mean, something that... I don't think it's going to be a cameo, but it'll be a thing where he only... He comes in in, like, the last act. He's not going to be or the like, whole movie. You know, it'll be like... The, but, like, I think... And how I, much do we do the time-traveling shit through universe? I think it's going to be, like, Deadpool traveling through... Two years in advance. I think you it's... Don't, Dead, don't do that. I think it's going to be Deadpool traveling through just, like, other movies... Like, other movies... Like Spider Verse type stuff. Yeah, like Spider Verse type. This and is like, my oh. thing. They already did the multi. Like the multiverse thing will be two years old. Like this year has been all about the multiverse. This little era of MCU shit is. It is going great, man. They're, they've so, been hitting it. I'm out of the so park. interested. Two years, like so. Deadpool's gonna wait and come out two years, and we're gonna go back to that now or in stuff. It's just like I don't know. And, and with, with Hugh Jackman coming back, it just doesn't seem like a surprise at all. It feels very perfunctory to me. It's like, once they got Toby and Andrew Garfield back, anything is possible. If the actor is willing and then will set yeah. the paycheck, there's nothing off the table. But it's like, then, and, and, oh God, now I get in a lot of nerve. I'm like, are we getting Jack in? Are we going to get, like, like a, a Son of Wolverine thing? Or I don't know, man. Yeah. It's going to be regular, boring old Wolverine. It'll be like a multiverse Wolverine who hasn't become Logan yet. He's going to acknowledge he's Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I just... Because he doesn't I say... I watch it, and it'll probably be fine, uh, which is kind of like what Deadpool 2 was. Um, it was like, eh, whatever, fine. And it'll probably be that. You, and well, the best hey. parts will be the stuff with him and Hugh Jackman. But they'll let Ryan Reynolds improv too much, so it'll get a little eh, too. You know what I mean? Well, the worst part of the work, the one thing that just kind of popped in my brain, I feel like maybe. Red, right. no, red, red Notice. Yeah, well, I was going to say. So I the Adam like, Project. Because he asked, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine again? He was like, oh, yeah, Ryan, it's going to be like. Did someone mention uh, the Thor, how they did, like, the play version of Thor in the movie? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, there's going to be something stupid where it's like, well, Hugh said he'd play Wolverine again, but we didn't say who would play Wolverine. Like, that fucking game. That, my, see, you know. my thing with that is, and I said it before, I think you do something like that as a one-off gag when the movie comes out. You don't promo something like that two years in advance. That's well, true. To putting this much effort into it, letting people know way in advance... And then turning it out to be that kind of a joke. People have a sense of humor and they like Deadpool, but that would piss them off. That's not going to be a kind of joke that fans are going to like, mm. you know? So I don't think you promo just, something two years in advance like this to I, do something. Like I also just think that, let's be real, they're going to keep saying, no, the Deadpool movie at Disney, like, they didn't tell us to remove a single joke, nothing. That's all going to be yeah. such a fucking lie. But I wouldn't yeah, mind. Yeah. Well, they'll do some kind of thing where he gets censored and he'll get beeped, yeah. and he'll know he's getting beeped, and they'll complain about it. And that's how they'll get around. It. Yeah. Did they, they already make a joke? Because we, I was just thinking about, it. I was like, it'd be cool if they brought it back. But I feel like they already did that with the first one, like how we always talk about the unrated cut DVD Blu-ray fronts. Like, oh yeah. They brought that back and put it back as like the early 2000s style or mid 2000s or. Geez. The ten style, like, but that's I feel like they've already done that. Uh, no, I mean the cool. Oh, speaking of like the marketing stuff, like yeah. the original Deadpool, you could 
they like had all those uh, covers at like Walmart. Um, like Fight Club, you could get with like Deadpool's face on the cover, and like it was a yeah. bunch of those are pretty neat right. from like a marketing standpoint. But uh, I don't know if they do that in actual like like the movie world of it. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of good marketing, though, with it, um, they uh, the other week at the um, the other day at the baseball game, the, the horror movie Smiles coming out. It's probably the best marketing I've seen. Like Gorilla, it was we were watching. It was Friday Night Baseball, and I think they had it. Uh, these people on like three different like broadcasts, three different games, and they were just smiling very creepily in the back. And there's no. Yeah, I saw you tweet about it, and then we're and then confirmed that it actually was. Yeah, and like at first, like it's like, oh, that's so weird. And I remember like our camera, the camera, the zoomed in, and she had to stand up and it just read smile. Didn't even say watch it. But before she stood up, you didn't see that. And I'm like, that's weird. And now it's like a thing. And then they saw like a guy at another game sitting in the rain doing it. You know, sitting in the rain I love doing it. The idea it. of local actors in like all these cities getting hired because they can create. All right, do an audition. Who's got the creepiest smile? Let's yeah. See them. <laughs> and, and think about it. They're probably this is right behind home plate. So let's say they're probably a thousand dollars a ticket or whatever. Like not not crazy money for a studio to spend. And I don't know. They just pay. You're paying an actor like smile through a whole broadcast. And you're gonna sit in that seat for like four innings because they move after a while. Yeah, I'm sure you'll, it would. It would be weird if they sat there through the whole game. And then, and then be like, uh, and it was probably <laughs> getting and, peanuts. Like, and it's the first thing you Google, and it comes up, smiling lady or whatever. Poor man. Hey, you know, I appreciate there was a man. Honestly, honestly um, the the marketing no, 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 push no, no. for Smile, they want this to be the horror movie of Halloween season. They want. Like there's hope there you know there's there'll be enough space between Barbarian now there's been a little break um, they want Smile to be the big every movie I've I've seen a lot of movies in the theater last two months and every movie has had at least one sometimes two previews for Smile oh really I've seen that trailer a billion times I saw it now. once I thought it looked good and that's all I need I thought it looked like shit I mean, and I'm watching and I'm like this looks bad and dumb. And then I was like, I mean, I'll watch it when it comes to streaming. And then I saw one guy saying he thought it was really good, but I've only seen that one guy. He said yeah. it twice, but it's only been him. I've never seen anybody else talk about it. It's so, probably not. It's probably not very good. No matter what, I, I it was never. I was like, that's a streamer. I can tell. You know, I can, that's at streamer at best. So, what do you guys say about a bashful? I was gonna say Yusuf's been, you know, pretty quiet. Now he just left. Yeah, he was just like, what are you guys saying? We're talking about, we're talking about Smile. Yusuf's looking just like Bashful the Dwarf. That's like, that's like, I follow so many horror things and like, be hyping up like Terrifier 2 and I'm like, it. I hate that fucking movie. That first movie drives me nuts. My friends like it. They're fine. The first one's fine, but I'm like, it's, it's. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. It's just like a modern, like, the clown, that white clown with the blood on its face, usually. You've definitely seen imagery of it. It's from All Hallows Eve. You've seen the clown on Halloween. You've seen the clown. I've probably seen art, the clown. Art, the clown. I don't like, but I've definitely, I've obviously not watched Terrifier. This is the, as someone. Like with Fire of Fear, and I follow so many horror accounts, and like all of this, what drives me crazy, and this is just the way of it, is it doesn't matter what the fucking horror movies, 
every person has to love it and it's the best and don't you do this and that and the effort and it's exhausting. Some things are just fucking bad. Right. Yeah, like like like, like uh no. like orphan no. no. We don't bring <laughs> no, that here. No, nobody wants to Like like or, orphan first kill. I'm sorry. I had fun laughing at it like in the sense of like this is so dumb, but it's shit. Yeah. It's not crazy. It's shit. That's well, like and to a lesser extent, this movie, this movie wasn't bad or anything, but I retweeted this. It's like, oh, you know, I saw Barbarian. I really liked it. But all those people that were like, don't read anything. It's not what you expect. I don't know. It was pretty much what I expected. I don't know what <laughs> like, it is. I like, didn't read it. It's anything. fine. Like, it was like, it wasn't so outrageous. And I felt the same way. I was like, this is very good. But I kind of, based on all that, like, I kind of kept waiting for another, like, the other shoe to drop. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just basically shaping up to be what I thought it was. Like, <laughs> Dang so it, I want to see Pearl. That's on the uh, that looks really good too. I yeah, really see, like. How X. did you guys feel? Everybody see X? Did everybody? Yeah, see I X? liked X, but did you it like was X? A, yeah, but I liked it because it was like it, we talked about it before. It was not a horror movie. It was like a dupe to get the people that are like this is gonna be so but scary. It, exactly. I liked it as a as a plot to fuck with horror movie fans. But as far as the movie went, I was like, it's just fine. And I said the same thing about, I was like, I'll watch Pearl again when it streams, when I can watch it streaming, I'll check out Pearl. And they're doing a third one too, about her character. Max. From, yeah. Maxine. Maxine. Yeah, Maxine with three X's. So and I'll check that out too. But I mean, I think I was more impressed with like the, the kind of twist marketing of X than I was with the actual movie. I was impressed that we got to see Britney Snow naked. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, that was well. That was something we've all wanted since Pitch Perfect. <laughs> we've all wanted. Yeah, we've I mean, all I knew who that was. I mean, I always <laughs> like to see somebody get naked in a movie. I'm, I'm but that was one of those people where I was like, "Cool, you didn't seem like you were gonna do this because you were in Pitch Perfect." That's like when yes. the girl in Cabin in the Woods got topless and she was like a yellow she was like the yellow power ranger and yeah good for you you know take you take the reins of your career and you do whatever you <laughs> want to do it you'll get you locked into being the power ranger you know you did it with ty west it's tasteful right it's class you picked a classy director who's like well you actually got some cred you didn't do it for some scumbag on a streaming no, service or some shit the creepiest one of all time talking about like just scumbag directors directors is there's a featurette for for with Eli Roth. And oh, it, that dude's a fool. It's for fucking. I just watched Glorious Bastards. And I love that movie, and I'm like, man, it would have been great if anybody else played the Bear it, Jew. It's for <laughs> thanks, it's for thanks kill. Adam Sandler was supposed to play the Bear Jew. That would have been and amazing. He turned, it, he turned it down to do funny people. That's abusive. And the 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 featurette is so fucking gross and cringy. I think I watched it last year for some reason. And he's like, what, we have a girl on a trampoline. You don't think we're going to make her do a bunch of takes? And I was like, oh, man, you, you guys so, you guys like printed this and put this like on your special features, like being funny. And it was gross. Yeah. Anyway. Topic! The wild times. Speaking oh, yeah, topics. Times, we, we talked a lot about, that was a good intro, man. We talked more, more than I expected. That was a good one. My episode's shaping up. Except for Yusef, who is like doing a bit. And I don't know no, what he thinks he's up to over there. But he's oh all God, like, I'm going to see how long I can go without talking and nobody will notice. We all notice. We get it. <laughs> I want attention. Oh, yeah. Give me some attention. And and now that fucking TJ told me you're dressed like Bashful, I can't unsee it. <laughs> Got the little hat, the outfit. I mean, if he had the white, if his beard was white, dead on. Dead on. 
All right, what was the first topic we did? Oh, I came up with this topic. This was just a thing. I don't know what made me think of it, why I wanted to do this, but I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we all just cast the other three Flyboys into some movie roles? Whether it be like a, a role that exists that you really like, that you think one of us one of us would be fun in, or a trope, a specific archetype that you'd like to see us play. I don't know. It was just a dumb thing. I like to do dumb things. So, uh, I you know what? I'll take. I'll start with just just to get the ball rolling. How about we all do? Uh, we all do uh, like a TJ, and then we all do Joe, and then yeah, we'll I like that. Pick one, and then okay. All right, all right. Well, let's go. Let, let me start with Joe because in when I was giving the test to the guys, I was like, oh, Joe could be like the asshole, the first guy who gets killed in a slasher movie. And I was like, no, he deserves better than that. He does deserve to play an asshole, though. And I think like, Joe would be the perfect head of the rival fraternity in like a college comedy. You know, the the you know, he's got a polo shirt and a scarf and a fucking sweater tied around it. He's real smug and he's always getting the upper hand throughout the whole movie until he gets his big come up at the end where he probably has to eat dog cum or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but that's just like a Tuesday for Joe though. Yeah, man. I mean like a dog eclairs. <laughs> Oh. So that's that's I mean, kind of what I would like. I was just thinking I how funny it would be to see Joe wow. snide to pours, you know. I, oh, I kind of wow. picked the same thing. I picked the I picked the hotshot cocky rival that you know he's the big shot at the school, and then the new kid arrives, and he's like threatened by his um, the new alpha dog in the school, and he's like, Johnny, you want to see him as Johnny Lawrence? Wow, you guys <laughs> no, are just... but like I want to see him like Mean Girls. Like I want to oh, okay. see him. Like that level of petty yeah, and like obsessed, yeah. And Gosh. all his buddies smoke cigars and uh-huh. have like those pull-up polo it shirts. Sounds fun. Three polo shirts where they layer three them up. Three. And for some reason, like one dude is in like biology class, but he has like a sweat bandana on here, just in case he has to, you know, wipe off the sweat. That's like, that's his crew right there. Frosted tips. <laughs> Damn. I also Frost, definitely put you through of like cronies, you know, that fall yeah. around. Yeah, and he has like a side hustle just selling Ritalin. That's that's Joe. That's <laughs> Ritalin. <laughs> How about you, TJ? What did you uh, put Joe in? I didn't do like a type. I just did Ivory Cast and Joe. <laughs> okay. Watch this. All these movies I've rewatched in like the past seven days at least. Um, and this one just because. Obviously, Joe's the youngest of us. Um, and that, the reason why I picked a lot of these roles is like, that's <clears throat> us all within the movie, but specifically for these people. And I'm re- I'm recasting with Joe as Johnny in The Outsiders. You're Ralph <laughs> Macchio's character. You're the little brother of the group. There's also like, <laughs> boy, Brian, you're the Patrick Swayze character. Um, you're Mickey, Yusef, uh, you're Emilio Estevez's character. Like, I just see all these characters, but also specifically you with Johnny, just for the innocence that you do also. <laughs> the innocence. We, we put him as a cocky asshole, and he's like, you're so innocent. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, and also, like, the whole thing, like, let's do it for Johnny, and I, I can see you. A guy. Yeah, pulling up to that the, the church and then just being like, I don't know if we should. And you're like, I got to do it, man. And then you're the, you're the hero eventually in the end, but, you know, mm. Johnny. As a well, 
this was this was a humbling round for me. <laughs> yeah, this does not actually bode very well, I don't think. For the yeah, no, I felt like all of you think of me instead, of, like being, <laughs> instead of being like, yeah, I know, yeah, like he's he's the fun guy. Oh, we think you are a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're nice. Uh, uh, you go. Well, well okay. I we just know how you could perform. And uh, I'm going to pick Brian, but I, you know, much, much nicer things to write about. Uh, no, I don't have nicer So I, I just recast it. Um, and when I recast all these, everyone's going to just be playing them line for line. No, uh, same, same outfits, same differences. Immediately, Brian came in in the Idris Elba role in Prometheus. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. You're just, you're just, yeah, you just, you just <laughs> captain the ship. You get to fuck Vickers. Yeah, I mean, I get to get down with Charlie there, and that's right. Yeah. Uh, you can play to. You I like. I was gonna say, I get the little Steven Stills. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. I was like, I was like, well, once I do, yeah, you know, that's fair. If you can't have the one that you love, love the one that you're with, something like that. Yeah. You have a bit. You're trying to do an American accent, but you really haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like coming in and out of it. Wong. Also, I do think me and Bennett Guang would have good chemistry. Yeah. So that's how I chose to answer for for you at least. Well, <laughs> yeah. right, I wanna I wanna go for Brian. Brian, I put no, the good. storyteller slash town drunk. So he's gonna be that one guy in the cusp of the middle act that is just flat out drunk in the bar. <laughs> And he's telling the story that perfectly connects with what our heroes are trying to achieve. Like he saw the thing, or he did that thing, or he heard the thing that they well, needed I'm to telling do. A, or maybe a drunken story that's like not about what they're doing, but like gives them the, the idea yeah. of what they mm-hmm. need to do. That kind and of thing. everybody in the bar is like fucking tired of him because he's always talking over everybody he's always telling the same stories over and over but the protagonists are like oh fuck this is the shit that i needed is he also a uh like a doom mouth in there too like like in the horror movie like don't go in there like that (laughs) no no, he's talking out of his ass harbinger yeah (laughs) on fear i like to call them doom doom mouths But that's me. That that's the pick for Brian. How about you, T? Oh, you T. You already said everybody, right? Or you have something else? No, no, we have something else. No, yeah, I just mean I can cast all of us in the movie in some type of way. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't all outsiders characters. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, for Brian's, I went for a smaller character, one of my favorite characters, and like I wanted to just because Brian wanted to or loves Alien franchise and all that stuff. Wanted to cast in something in there, but it felt too forced. Mm. So I was like, this character I love and just kind of fits you. Um, it's the, I, like, I can't even say his name. Pete Postlewaite. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know Pete Postlewaite. Him in the Lost World as the Ah, hunter. yes! Which? Because in the Lost World, they, like, they part of he was like the hunter dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But like, they... Not Vince Vaughn? Yeah, they want you to like hate him. But then, like, he has, like, a lot of, like, you know, even the part where, like, I think about with the podcast, like, the one dude that Hammond's, like, nephew is like, oh, we'll take make camp here. And he's like, yo, check that. Don't do that. And he's like, if you want me here and you want me to do this stuff for you, we got to do it this way. And it's got to just make sense. And, like, it just you kind of, like, the guide of it type of thing. But also at the end where he's like. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah, like he like he's like, um, oh, when you will come work for me in San Diego, and he's like, I've been around enough death, death, and I don't want to be around you anymore, type of a thing. And like mm-hmm. you, I would give that a little bit more of a role, but you fit that perfectly. Oh, I love it. Nice. That's a great one. That's an honor. Uh, let's do TJ. No, I don't want. No, we can skip over me. No, I got TJ. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> so TJ, TJ is the career criminal man. That one dude. <laughs> that our protagonists pick up from the street because he knows what's happening on the street. But he has such a long, petty crime list that, you know, the, the cops can lean on him. Well, he's the he John like character. Yeah, he has a, he has a, a Punisher tattoo on his chest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's always kind of high. His eyes are bloodshot. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. Hey man, leave me alone! I, I, I'm no rat. I'm no rat. I know my rights. And Come on, I've been clean. Up. I've been staying out of trouble. <laughs> That's DJ. That's He's the guy in the Law and Order episode they harass before they find the guy who actually did the crime. Yeah, that's him. That's DJ. That's him. He's he's a good he's a good guy at heart. He just has a rough patch. I like. Mm. Wait, where did you see him, Ryan? Oh. oh uh... Uh, I uh, I thought TJ should be put into one of his favorite films. Oh, that's a nice. Uh, co- uh, costume and all, because he and he's also so fit. He's such a, a physically fit boy. <laughs> I want him to be Bane. Oh my! The <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Ooh. But, but like, 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 like once again, scene for scene. Look for look, shot for shot. Like you're going up against Christian Bale, and you have to be physically imposing. Like I want everything. Well, and you, and I mean, you, of course, he would get the training right. He would get the Tom Hardy training right. No, bulk up. The studio no. would pay it. No, no, no as is. No, no, no. He'd he get huge. No, you no, don't get black He doesn't. He doesn't need. He doesn't need to change his body for nobody. No, as is. DJ with the with the vest and the big coat, but it's him today. Yeah, I, I can fill it out. Yeah, I'm He's just swimming. Like, in oh that no, coast. I mean, I was, I was at his discretion. I wasn't implying. I mean, it's not to shame TJ, but it, it's uh. Yeah, hook those. Yeah, it just goes. Oh, I hear you. I was laughing. Somebody was tweeting the other day about the Christian Bale's commitment to the Batman voice, even while he's getting his ass absolutely handed to him by Bane. <laughs> like, I'm still doing the scary voice. Coughing <laughs> <laughs> up blood, my dude. <laughs> oh, that that I man must be pissing. One, the worst one is when he says it to himself, like when Catwoman disappears, and he's like. <laughs> and it's like, dude, who you who you doing it to? It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, and I thought I was the weird one, or like something. Um, that was the trail. That was the trailer soundbite. Yeah, like, hey, Catwoman. Catwoman. Um, She's cool. yeah. What about you, Brian? Oh, okay. So, I want to see TJ as again. I'm doing. I did more archetypes than castings, but. I want to see I my see, Jesus with angel wings. Like, I want to see TJ as, as the, uh, um, in the, the coach of a ragtag group of loser kids in some <laughs> sports movie. He's, yeah. you know, he's Bad like Bears, Emilio. Uh, he's not Emilio, though. He's, he's got to be drunker than Emilio. Bad News Bears. Bad news can't start out Yo, I've been lawyer. watching. He has to be more of a loser than that. I've been watching. He has to be like Billy Bob Thornton and, or uh, Walter Matthau and in uh, Bad News Bears. Or Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks in A League of, a League of Yeah, Bell. Tom yeah. Hanks. Exactly. 
like, I've been watching so much 30 Rock that I'm like, Jack Donaghy would be like Emilio Estevez. They do that episode where he has where he takes over the Tracy's, Tracy's kids. Tracy's yeah. This is yeah. about me, Joe. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, I so we gotta hey, talk about you know sitcoms. Like, he has his own backstory, his own faded glory of t- years gone past in his athletic bygone era. But he p- imparts that into the kids and and makes the next generation better and inspires and they inspire him to clean up his life and. And become well, a was, better man. You know, actually, that was like my second. Role. My second pick was like an Uncle Rico type role, like the Napoleon well, Dynamite. Uncle. Like the joke yeah. version of that, basically. Yeah. No, but I want him to be Keanu Reeves in Hardball. Like he still or, gets Diane Lane. Or we could kind of stay on the Emilio side. Can I ask a question about this? So what we're saying is, like, I'm. I had the skill. I lost at some point due to something. Do I get a second chance and make that big money in the big leagues? No. Oh, you want that you're selling nice door to door. You want to be able to go back to the minors like Amelia yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Why yeah. Think so. I think I'm so. in. I'm in. This. <sighs> uh, it's probably. What do you think? What's What's the sport of choice? Baseball. What are you gonna do? What, what do you think it's gonna be? Well, I'm hockey. But I'm five foot six on my license. Um, so you know what that means. So probably a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Absolutely. I'm like Tony Danza. So, so you're you are you're a mix of Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis, Little Giants. You're like both. <laughs> oh, that would be the perfect amalgamation to me. That's that's all it is. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, let's do let's do Youssef. TJ, why don't you start on him? Uh, Tell us what when is. This is the I heard this, and I thought this made perfect sense for me because if anyone. In this podcast, has the brains for it, has the vocabulary, the verbiage, if you may. I'm going to recast using Yusef as Red in Shawshank Redemption. We get Yusef as the voiceover. We get him with get him. my sweet accent on that voiceover. Get busy living. Beautiful. Get busy dying. Yeah, but you have to. Do you have to do the Creole, whatever he's doing in that. Also, <laughs> your own on top of it. That's what makes it so pure. And we'll call and like we could even rename you. Um, I know Red and Spanish. And you still gotta do the joke about oh, I think it's because of, why do they kill you call you El Corrado? because uh, I'm because I'm Irish. <laughs> I think it's because I'm Irish. So like I just feel like we need two versions. We need the actual physical Acting of you and the beautiful voiceover. So if I had to pick, it has to be red. I'm down for that. That's a good one. That's I'm not down for Shawshank, but I'll do it if the if the money's right. You get all that money at the end, underneath that cold stone, whatever. No, I'm talking find. as an actor, as a fest being. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's Just why. That's why uh, Morgan Freeman took that role. Yeah, don't get in trouble. Yeah. So, I don't know. The money, the money was good. That tree, that was real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they made him do the whole movie, and they said, "Hey, in this last scene, you get your check." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure to make sure to contact your lawyers. <laughs> but you, Joe. Oh, oh! I mean, like he's gonna star in one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, lead lead role opposite a comedic genius. Um, he will be playing the. Uh, Queen Latifah role in Bringing Down the House. <laughs> um, him, Steve Martin. Who we a fucking honor. 
And uh, once again, you're gonna you're gonna have your love interest with um with is Lou, he Eugene Levy. As a woman, or is he just Yusef? Um, so not Taxi opposite Jimmy Fallon. No, no, no I, have, I have some I have respect. Better, I have better taste. No, so he doesn't. He's gonna wear the same same like 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 high booty shorts that Queenie wears throughout the whole movie. Uh, no, I think he the, I think he plays it as hat. a woman, but it's still Yusef. Like he's playing the same role, like 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 Steve Martin thinks he's flirting with a with a beautiful inmate, and it's it becomes beautiful Queen Latifah because the movie's super racist. This sounds like a way. Well, I mean, it's already you're already recasting a black a woman of color and a cis male hetero male. So I mean, but you know, he's, diversity. He's still POC yeah, though. Yeah, and so, I made the, I made a black man your cred, role. Bro. I, I swapped you in. I swapped the black role with you. Anyway, you're just so. taking you're just taking away uh, roles for black people. Yeah, yeah. I am now basically two on black roles. I got Morgan Freeman and I got Joe's Queen Latifah. Mermaid Truther. Yeah, yeah, Dude, guys. I got my, my character was written white, so it's up in the air for anybody. <laughs> yeah. No one gave me actually. TJ the was original one. Tra- and, he and traded one guinea in for another movie. guinea, and I could say that. And I'm allowed to say that's our word. I'm yeah. allowed to say that. He's like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> as Joe. long as I get to say karate her, kid. her hats, I'm down. If I um, get to wear the hats, all those weird beret things. Yeah, like, yeah, no, you 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 literally get you get to cornrow um yeah, man, it's me, Eugene Levy's it's Steve hair. Martin. It's me, Steve Martin, and Eugene Levy. Like you have you ever call, heard of a better comedy trio? That you could get bread. you get to call the kid from Two and a Half Men or whatever the little kids when that one was. You could say, you go, Lil Romeo. Because that's so why <laughs> I love that movie. This is bringing, bringing down, down the house, house a lot of times, haven't you, Joe? This is bringing down the house, not man. At least a dozen. It's two different things. It's kind of the same shit. Oh, that's you. man of the house? That's he's that's going to it. He's going to that's cheer a, That's a question for a future episode is, what is a movie you've seen a bunch of times that people would be surprised to find out we did one. We did one. Two round right now. Hold on, I gotta prob- talk about Yusuf first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is? So that's my pick for Yusuf because I really think he bring. What same... black role are you giving me, Brian? <laughs> no, no. In fact, I want to tap into your, uh, you know, the. I want to tap into your Hispanic heritage. I want to use your, your, coke. you know, your. I, I was thinking. I kind of teased in the chat that I thought maybe like some sort of South American revolutionary would be a good role for you, but I think I want to expand that where you're actually a drug kingpin who is like in control over this area, but like hard right. as the the more you're like you're like taking advantage of the people like a drug lord. You're a bad guy, but like you actually start to kind of turn a corner because you see how like the government's even worse and you like start to feel bad and you kind of go Robin Hood style and start like using Bob your drug shit good. for using your drug Bob shit to do good and whatever. So yeah, I want to do something like that. Pablo Escobar, but you know, maybe you only murder people who had it coming or something. Yeah. Scar down with that too. Yeah, as long as like you know, and then I'm like justifying all my actions with like, no, my, I have to provide for my wife and my kids. Like right, right. that's why I have to kill all these kids because <laughs> I have to kill other children because <laughs> of my children. I love my. That's why I put so a bomb much. in the school. That's why I put a bomb <laughs> in the school. I have to protect Robin my kids. That'd be good. Hmm? Robin Hood. That'd be good. Yeah. Me as Robin Hood. Or Davy Crockett if they made a Davy Crockett movie. No, mm. no, Yusef is Santa Ana in a new Alamo movie. Now we're talking. 
right, I'll take. I'm taking all. I'm fucking um, Oscar Isaac now. All the oh, yeah, now you're getting, roles on mine. getting some Oscar bait now. Yeah, <laughs> let's turn you into Chris Pratt. Let's let's get fuck, you. Fuck job. Diego Luna. I'm back now, I'm baby. Back, baby. All right, top All right, that was, you know what? That was as fun as I thought it would be. So that was, that was, I feel like we needed that creativity back. That in was almost questions. like as close as I've ever come to creating a game on this show. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh. Oh, a game, How about yeah. We do a game. <laughs> I got a game. Do? I got a game. So we're talking about hard boiled. Uh, so I was an action game. And like all of our games, it's just going to be a poor description of an action movie. So you have your genre. And uh, when I say name that movie, you guess. And I, and I was always complete to name that movie. Are you guys ready? Pretty pretty straightforward. Say the whole question, then you're gonna say name that movie, and then we buzz in with our name. Right? Yes, and they are actually. Somebody movies. buzzes in too quickly, they go to the back of the line. Yes. Or they, are they eliminated? The back of the line. I think I think everything's pretty easy. What we're getting. So, um, all right. All right, ready, set, name that movie. Uh, the game, not the, not the. Sorry, that was confusing. <laughs> the action movie game. Uh, follow the rabbit hole in some nice BDSM gear. Name that movie. Yusef. Yes. The Matrix. Yes. Let me let me get my. Uh, let me make my. Cocky for my last win. All right. Um. I see, Shell, you are frozen in time and have to stop your greatest enemy. Name that movie. Brian. Yes. Demolition Man. Yes. DJ. I, I, it's, 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 it stopped me for a second. I was like. Uh, all right. This, the December debate of this movie has grown very dull. Name that movie. Yusuf. Yes. Me Yusuf, yeah, yeah. Die Hard. Yes, sir. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's so tired. <laughs> no, Die Hard 2. I'm starting a new discussion, Joe. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a oh. whole new debate. I'm ready to have it. <laughs> um, all right, next question. But you see, he's a good guy this time, but in the first one, he was bad. But now he's good. Name that movie. Yusuf. Ryan. I heard of Yusuf. The Terminator 2. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, man, I was gonna say that new movie. Don't Mike's phone was pop filter. All right, bitch. Um, all right. Young Wu. Next question. It's like that movie with the meatball sandwich from the '90s, but now it's with more Riddick. Name that movie. Brian. Yes. Fast and Furious. Yes. Oh. Okay. The Point Break ripoff. Yeah. 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 All right. Next question. All right, like, what if we just put all these, like, monsters in the sky? Name that movie. Repeat the question. All right, what if we just put all these monsters in the sky? Name that movie. TJ. Yes. Monsters in the Sky. No. Never heard. I didn't hear the question. All right. (laughs) <laughs> One more time. I was my connection got fucked up. I saw. I thought I couldn't tell if you were just stoic or like waiting. Um. All right. Okay. What if we put all these monsters in the sky? Name that movie. Rain of Fire. Oh crap! I didn't buzz in. 
I watched that earlier today. All right, I'm going to change it's one word of the Green question. Green Fire is a rad movie. He already guessed, though. I haven't guessed. <laughs> What's your guess? He doesn't have a guess. I don't have a guess. <laughs> All right, I'm going to change one word in the, the question, in the answer. So get ready, and I have to say name that movie. Uh, okay, what if we put all these criminals in the sky? Name that movie. Yusef. Brian. Yusef. Con Air. Yes. Why would you say monsters? Because I wasn't trying to be so blatant with like. They are monsters, to be fair. I was thinking, I was going to say Pacific Rim, but I was like, they're not in the sky. And yeah. that's not Only an one takes off and flies. All right, all right. We got three more questions, and we'll just play it out to the end at this point. It's this is the question. It's just a car chase. Name that movie. TJ. TJ. Gone in sixty seconds. No. Fuck. Brian. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, sir. But I, I, I said, I said it before after TJ. No, we didn't move around. It came around <laughs> again. Sorry, oh, Jason. I, I had missed. I had missed yours. All right. All right. All right. Is everyone alert? Everyone ready? This is the next question. This gave us our most views in and handsomest men in flyover history. Name that movie. Yusef. Yes. R R R R. Yes. Could have got one fucking point and messed it up. All right. Last question. I mean, this is just for fun at this point. Uh, a legend kills all the characters in this crime epic of cow and mouse, or should I say rat? Name that movie. TJ. Yes. The what? The Batman. No. God damn it. Can you repeat it? Yeah. A legend kills all of the, the characters in this crime epic of cat and mouse, or should I say rat? Name that movie. Yusuf? Yeah. Young Wick? No. I took a stab in the dark. I'll let Brian just, we'll give you a, a ten, one. It's probably the best written question I've ever had once you get the answer. These questions are too hard. I want like <laughs> the departed? It's the departed. Yeah. I thought it was clever. That's a good one. Hard. Alright, so Yusuf, you won by one point. Uh TJ, I, I thought they were all pretty like 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 some good context clues. Anyway. That's the game. Should I, I should have won by two points because I bought in second for Max fucking Fury. Topic! Damn it. The monster still won. He's complaining. He won, uh, but he's still whining. He's still complaining. Hey, man. I'm yeah, never man. satisfied. I'm always looking to improve. Call him, call him Yusuf Trump. I thought of this question all by myself because we're talking about <laughs> an action movie. Um, so I figure that's action directors. You know, your own preference, I assume. Maybe the question, whatever you like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure when you were thinking of this question, you were probably like, John Woo is like an iconic action director. There's certain directors who are like name value, or maybe you think they should have that name value, or they're going to in the future yeah. or something. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Was that, was that what you were thinking? He directed too? the movie. John Woo, yeah, he directed The Hard Boiled. And, he, did, and then that he directed The Hard Boiled. We could talk about it when we get to the movie, but that was kind of his like well opus over in Hong Kong cinema, and then he like transitioned to American movies after that, basically. TJ was inspired by Sean Levy, actually. <laughs> big 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 Adam Project. Fan. Hear you. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, I want I have all the classics here, just in case we don't mention them. But I wanted to pick something that maybe uh, didn't come to your head immediately, and that's Sam Raimi, um, with the Quick and the Dead, the Spider Man, the Dark Men. I would say Dark Man. The Evil Three. Raimi's Quick and the Dead is one of my favorite modern western oh, yeah. early flower films. Yeah, well, that's one of my picks. Uh, I fucking love that movie. Um, even I, I, I kind of, I didn't finish it, but I kind of saw that he was in his bag too with Doctor Strange. I, I didn't care it for it, but Doctor the action Strange was fun. pretty well done. I would say Doctor Strange, if you like, if you wanted a romp, but you didn't like Thor, like I know you said, didn't like the Thor movie. Uh, Doctor Strange movie is more of a romp you could probably get into. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't seen Rainy any of vibe to it and stuff. So. I haven't seen either. Yeah, like if you if you never seen like Quick and the Dead, you're doing a disservice. And like Spider Man wanted to set the precedent or set the standard for what the action um, comic book movies are today. Uh, the Dark Men mm -hmm. are like a fun cult classic that have good action in them. Um, he has a great eye for composition, and like the the action sequences are actually very entertaining. So I'll, that's one of, that's my pick. That's one of my picks at least. Sam Raimi. Joe. Yeah, I mean, like, I did go, uh, I did go basic, and I actually more wanted to, uh, say this, because I was thinking, I was like, of action movies I like, and I'm sorry, I hate to say it, except for the, like, the truly terrible ones, I'm a sucker for all the Michael Bayisms. I, I think he, he makes a, I think I mean, it's, it is a joke. shoot action, you can't deny I, it. I think yeah, it's right. a fun joke, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a fun joke, and, like, corniness, and he shoots action. But like, man, even like they're just the, the from the Bad Boys movies to even that first Transformers movie isn't that bad. Like, it's an enjoyable like action yeah, film. Fun. There's the stuff that's in it, like the 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 kind of like all the shit around the action is what kind of like turns you off. But if you break it down, like that initial scene where the helicopter shows up and then turns into a transformer and goes nuts on that base at the beginning of the transformer that that's rad like like i like watch that and tell me that's not a great action yeah scene and, and, and i like cool um but obviously the rock is, is like first one and then like uh i saw ambulance this year like it was a little too serious but like totally fun like what i go for that So I just wanted to put that stigma out there because it is a joke but i was like thinking i was like no as an action director he does his job He's a fucking goober. Yeah, he's a fucking goober. Yeah, like I have a you gotta give the man his props because he still loves practical explosions. That's a man after my own heart. I love <laughs> a good practical explosion in a I, movie. I have a um you know, I have a pick that's that's a little more different. Not different. I have a pick that's like the, We can do another round. I think yeah, I'll just do another mention because someone's gonna mention who I'm gonna mention. Anyway, Michael Bay was there. I felt like it was low hanging fruit. But I felt like it had to be said. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. Especially um, that. like the topic at hand with action directors. Yeah. I'll say for we me, got, we got TJ. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, we've talked about it before, but we talk more specifically about the movie, which we've done a flyover episode on. But I don't know if he gets enough credit for being necessarily an action director compared to like just being great at like creature movies and stuff like that, but Guillermo del Toro with Hellboy, Hellboy mm. 2, Play 2, Pacific Rim, yeah, just shooting. Great. Pacific Rim is yeah. incredible. Yeah, those like, are more action I, movies. I feel like it's gotten a little forgotten because of the MonsterVerse, but mm -hmm. Pacific Rim is 
unreal how good it but is. Even, <laughs> like, but even in stuff like, you know, Shape of Water and whatnot, which isn't yeah. an action movie, like, it's, there's, when there are spots, there's sequences shot like that. Well, yeah. when you were talking about Raimi, I was going to say, like, like even his horse, even Evil Dead, like, his camera is an action movie camera. It yeah. acts like an action movie camera, and he directs yeah. like an action movie director. It's very dynamic. And so, like, I think you can say that about Guillermo, too, is, like, yeah, even when he's great. directing horror, he still, like, his camera's dynamic, and it, like... I would, I would still put, like, Golden Army against most, if not all, the comic books. Movies that are coming Golden out today. So good. Blade two, Blade two, is Blade so two, good. yeah. <laughs> like, oh like, yeah, Guillermo is a fantastic pick. Yeah, like more specifically, like with him, like don't people don't think about his like action sequences when like just a uh, Blade two. We talk about the club scene, like one of the beginnings where like it's about the characters too, with the Ron Perlman back and forth, and Wesley Snipes character with lasers, and then like even with Hellboy two, they're doing the same thing where. Every character has an interaction with the other one, but they become more in effect when the action scenes actually take off and everyone's kind of playing off of each other or fighting each other at some point because even what he did with the kaiju and having a robot fight it, to any fucking young boy, it's a wet dream, but like seeing it on the scene where you see the emotions of the guys inside with as, as fucking stone shitty as an actor as Charlie Hunnam is to me, like you see something come out, and when he's just going like this, kicking out the arms, and like. But man, just it, imagine it takes, if you yeah. had John Boyega in the yeah. first Pacific Rim, how fucking good it would have been. <laughs> and like that, you could thing, take like, out Charlie Hunnam and put in John Boyega. Oh my god! Yeah, so like he he'll, he'll always get the credit for Nightmare Alleys and The Shape of Waters, and which I think are great films. But like, make I, another Blade. I wish he would have done The Hobbit, which I, you know, you know yeah, perhaps. Oh, yeah, and and you can and, and what I've always loved about the the Guillermo factor is like people don't understand how fucking good of a director he is. Like when you take him out of things that was supposed to be his, they're crap. Like Pacific Rim Two is shit, A Hobbit Two is shit. Um, the new Hellboy, Hellboy, it has his fans, but compared to the original two, it's I would say pure both shit. the new Hellboy and the second Pacific Rim are like fine, but his absence is noticeable. You yeah, know that's what, what mean? that like, you know that it would have been, them, but like without Guillermo, they're on a totally different level, which yeah. is well below what they could have been. He's just a legitimate visionary. Like, yeah, he's an author. He's got yeah. a Pinocchio movie coming out that I'm so excited. Like a stop motion Pinocchio movie coming out that I'm so excited. Oh, I'm yes. sure it'll be better than that. That uh, I haven't seen that. that. Me <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to watch. Oh, Pinocchio I didn't watch it. I didn't. Full one. disclosure. I didn't DJ saw it. DJ saw it. Ooh, I do want to see because, like, guys, what is Tom Hanks doing? Um, he's cashing checks checks and being the biggest star in the fucking world. He's, you know, he's, he's trying just, to make us forget about Chet Hanks. No, he's he's saving money for that bail for Chet whenever that you know triple homicide to happens. Get Chet out of whatever like rape allegations going to come yep. out about him eventually. He's like, this is Chet. Like he he signed on to Pinochet and that's Chet Chet money. Can we also? I mean, real quick. I know we have to get through the other things. But right before we recorded, Tom Hanks was like, I've only done four good movies. And you know what? He ain't wrong. 
Um, I love Tom Hanks, but like you can be like, man, not it's not like like Tom Hanks has made a lot of movies, so it's easy to be like, they ain't all hits. <laughs> I, like, no. I, like, I think we all just remember enough. him. He just goes on that run in the nineties where it's just like well, banger, bang. And I think bang. what the thing is, people also is like he's always good, and you always like Tom Hanks, no matter what the quality of the movie is. He's right. Like most, he's done this. a lot of movies, and there ain't you know, there's only so many classics. But like, well, he also has like the bad movies. He, has he also has like the Toy Stories too, so that's kind of like an. You it's can't just really. It, it, I wish we talked um, about the beginning, because it's a really funny comment from like a guy. You're like, huh? You? He's I always gonna be the little kid that got laid way before us. Which Road to Perdition is actually the best comic book movie ever made. See, I put Road to Perdition on my list like an asshole and left off. League, League of Their Own, which is embarrassing. That's legitimate. Yeah, League of, League of Their Own, Bird, The Birds, the Burbs. and Big, and so okay, many. Okay, we get it. Volcano is one of my Joe, uh, Brian, what's your pick? <laughs> oh, um, you know, I've I've got some honorable mentions, some classics, or some people that I think have like gotten our attention already. But I want to shout out somebody who's only done two, I think, major releases, but they both were bangers, even though they didn't necessarily hit for everyone um and hold on i have to he's got a a good a name that is difficult to pronounce so i want to make sure i don't fuck it up um it's uh excuse me Ilya nyshuler and he is the director of nobody but he also before that he did hardcore henry and um i don't i know hardcore henry didn't hit with everybody but at the bare minimum, it's incredibly innovative, it's incredibly creative, and it's incredibly well done. And then nobody was just a blast. It's not necessarily mm, yeah, groundbreaking from the genre, but the action in it is really great, and the stunts in it are really great, and it's just a really fun movie and a fun, you know, see. I haven't caught, but he's a guy with two in the bag. I'm definitely excited to see whatever his next movie is going to be. Yeah. Did he direct? He direct both those, I assume, not just yeah. like. So, like, I haven't seen Nobody yet. I've only seen parts of Hardcore Henry. It, I, it feels like the action's, like, more, is it Frankish? Is it like Frank? I saw yeah, Hardcore I mean, Henry Hardcore once. Henry definitely has that element because it's all first person. Yeah. So there's that kind of, like, real, you know, Nobody. energetic Nobody-ish. feel to it. And I agree. And I think, like, I don't necessarily think it works 100% for the whole movie. But it is a still a very solid action movie and a really interesting idea and a cool like execution and i think he deserves credit for that even though i don't think it's a thing that's going to catch on necessarily you know what i mean i mean it never did i don't think right and it's been a few years years and never did yeah nobody ever even but he deserves credit for giving it a chance and really executing it pretty well i think yeah avatar too uh honorable mentions uh robert rodriguez come on oh i don't think i have to say anything else Classic. Um, my my like low hanging fruit answer was John McTiernan. That was my low hanging fruit. Yeah, that was put like out Predator and Die Hard back to back. You and instantly like ascend to icon status. Um, I I it kind of just fell down a rabbit hole on IMDb because it was like, oh, I really liked like the yeah, I was thinking of Bonds, right? But like, I feel like the action never stands out. One Sam Mendes has made like Skyfall, and then Spectre wasn't very good, but the opening scene thing, the opening scene in the um. I think in Mexico City is a fucking great action sequence. And 1917, which is an action movie, but it's a lot of action. But then it led me to thinking of, well, who directed Casino Royale? And it's a guy named Martin Campbell. And I'm like, wow, he made... He has a few. 
Golden Eye, Vertical Limit, the Zorro movies. Yep. And I'm like, those are all fun movies. Rare places you can see Bill Paxton as a bad guy. Yeah, all fun movies. Not like does a lot of TV. What? I mean, the Zorro, Vertical Limit, Casino Royale. No, which one's Bill Paxton a bad guy? Oh, Vertical Limit. Vertical Limit. And uh, if you're the guy who did, if you did Goldeneye and Casino Royale, arguably you made the best Bond movie in two Bond eras. That's pretty <laughs> badass. And and I stand by this. Uh, he apparently made the Green Lantern movie with Seth Rogen. You oh, don't Green cast Hornet, Seth. Oh, Green so what's this Green Lantern? Oh, this is a. Oh, never mind. That's the uh, Ryan Reynolds Ryan Green Reynolds. Lantern. So you know what, guys? We'll just move <laughs> past. Anyone else have any honorable mentions? Yeah, Tony Scott. <laughs> I mean, oh, fuck. Are you not going to mention original, the other Scott? I mean, Scott. original Top Gun with everybody creaming their drawers over Top Gun Maverick this year. You should shout out to yeah. the dude who did the original. There were the Hills Top, uh, Last Boy Scout. Like um, five or six of the Denzel. The fan, I think. Collateral. Like, teamed up with Denzel a bunch. No, uh, Collateral Collateral is Michael Mann. Michael oh, Mann. I'm thinking of Michael Mann. I love Michael Mann. Michael Mann's a good answer, too, though. Yeah. And um, Michael Mann's have, uh, um, Miami Vice is actually a solid movie. It's just too long. Yeah. Very long, sexy, very uncomfortable shower scene with Jamie Foxx. Uh, Paul Paul Verhoeven. Or we could be, uh, let's be woke. Catherine Bigelow, Lexi Alexander. Yeah. Uh, woke. Oh. Young uh, I was gonna say, and I just did the thing. Um, what are my favorite action movies? F. Gary Gray. Yeah. Justin yeah. Lin. Like we're yeah. going to keep just mentioning my no, name. No, no. Let me get mm-hmm. one more out. Uh, the the duo of uh, Chad Stelhaski and David Leach, the guys who worked on the first John Wick, and then oh, yeah. Chad Stelhaski went on and directed the other John Wick sequels, and David Leach did like Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2 and Bullet Train. So both are still like very much in the action. Like One is actually action. good, and the other one is just making shitty movies. I still movies. think the other guys... I think I like Atomic Blonde. I think is, Atomic Blonde is very Atomic is good. Uh, is Bullet Train the one that's out coming out now? Out or re- Okay. Did have that slick trailer and like, it's not 2001. It looked like one of those Netflix action movies. Like, gun, it looked like... Um, like Gunpowder Milkshake or something like that. It didn't feel like looked, a real movie. I feel, like, I, I feel like right now, anytime you see Brad Pitt, because he's not in things so consistently, like, ooh, it's Brad Pitt. Like he was in the trailer for the Lost City, I and like, like him everywhere. and I was like, "Ooh, Brad Pitt." That was the the trailer for the Lost City, though, was like the most obvious bait I ever saw. Because I was like, even from the trailer, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna die immediately after rescuing." Oh yeah, exactly what happened? Oh, yeah. they did bring him back. It was a twist. But but it still was like, "Ooh, Brad Pitt." That's how every time I see him, like, "Ooh, candy." Everybody's candy. Brad Pitt. I didn't I didn't see that twist because I'm I am a, a normal human being, and when a movie ends, I don't assume that every fucking movie is gonna have a tag. The Wait, end. there's a tag with Brad Pitt at the end of Lost City. Yeah, Brad Pitt comes back at the end of Lost City. Oh, I didn't, I didn't stay for the tag. There's yeah. tag at the end, right? Of... Because you're a normal human being. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a rom com. Normal human being knows that there's always an option for a movie to do that. I'm, you know what? Today there'd be like a 50 second dates. There'd be 50 first dates, and they'd be like, actually, wait a minute, 50 second dates. She lost her memory again. Let's 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 talk about some fucking hardball eggs, bro. Hey, before we get started, can I go take a leak? I gotta pee. So, take it away, Brian. It was yeah. This was my pick. It was my turn. It was my episode. So it was my turn, and I decided to just uh, pick what's considered, I would say, an iconic 
action movie. And I wanted something that I hadn't seen in a long time, but that I knew that I liked the last time I saw it and I wanted to revisit, you know, DVD bunker rules. So I picked Hard Boiled. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, if you were listening, uh, John Wu was an icon. He was like already very much a famous director in China and was very, you know, respected. And this was like the pinnacle of his kind of career at, the, at this time in like the early 90s, like 92. This came out, and then so this is the movie. Then after this is when he like transitioned over into American action movies, and he did Hard Target and The Broken Arrow, and then Face Off, and in uh, Mission Impossible Two, and uh, you know John Woo movies. He did lots of John Woo movies. Yeah, they fucking rule. Yeah, they're a excellent. King. But some would say this is still to this day maybe his very best. So it's just uh, was this anybody's was this first first time for anyone? Yeah, it was my it was I, it was basically my first time because I remember watching it as like a like TNT yes, and like good. with like an English dub or something like that in the nineties, but like or like early two thousands. But I don't I don't remember it. So it was a, it was a first time. It was a I fucking joy. A few times. TJ first time. No. Oops. No. Seen that. Seen it like when I was a kid, but like this is my first time with like sitting and watching. Yeah. So yeah. paying attention to it. Yeah. First time essentially. Oh, real quick, it's got a you know, it's a it's a crime movie, so it's got a crime movie plot. Uh, Chow Yun Fat is like the kind of take no prisoner, pull in a China shop, pull in a China shop style detective who just kicks ass and kills people to get to what you know like from point a to point so B. many squibs and then so uh, and then you've got uh tony young who was super just, young tony who was the mandarin most recently you might know him as the mandarin super in shang chi oh shit but, yeah uh he is young. at first you're not sure he's a from killer it man two it man three crime syndicate he's a killer we actually see him like introduced by murdering somebody but you come to find out Departed style, speaking of, he is also an undercover cop, but maybe who's gone too deep undercover and has kind of lost deep himself. Deep. Is he is he more is he more criminal than cop now? Who knows? Who's to say? And these two men have to kind of team up and uh I don't know, what's the crime in this movie? Is there one? Is it just take uh, down like mob, a syndicate? It's a mafia. Yeah, it's just take it's down like a, syndicate. It's not like a specific thing, it's like take them down, right? Yeah, take them down. They have a bunch of weapons coming in. And yeah, it's gun, that's what it is. Gun running. So okay, there you go. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was import, drug import, or what it was. It's gun running. Yeah. It's gun running. That's why there's that's so many like guns. That's like the opening sequence. Well, no, the opening sequence is a gem, which is it's like a the tea house, right? Or there's a it's, tea house. It says the jazz house, um, the jazz club, and he's like preparing the drink, and then he's playing the flute and uh, clarinet. I think, excuse me. I love it. It's clarinet too. Like this, the soundtrack of this movie has so much jazz clarinet in it. It's unreal. I love that it's the clarinet because it's the least sexiest like wind instrument yeah, out of. Yeah, I, like, I wish little, that they I, kept going back there. Give a little Brian history lesson. I wanted to be. I grew up in the late '80s, early '90s. I in an era in a world where rock rock and roll bands had saxophone players. So when it came time to join the band at school i wanted to play the saxophone sure yeah the saxophone i'm gonna be dude in lost boys like eh, yeah. Eh, yeah that's me 
and baby oil. My band that you had to like were at the, my school. You had to start. They didn't start anyone on the saxophone. You had to start with the clarinet. Everybody played clarinet, and then you could advance mm, to the later on and like next year. <laughs> you got to prove well, you blow I, good. Like sometime in that that year or two where I would have advanced, I moved, and then I found myself just playing the clarinet in like a different school with no. There was no path to me getting to do saxophone, so I pretty much just bailed on the band. But I, just I too was a clarinet kid in band that could not play. Right, and mm-hmm. and uh, I remember. Did you ever have like uh, wannabe? This is so funny. I had like family members who tried to be supportive of me by buying me like jazz clarinet like albums, like no, I don't... albums and like fucking Kenny G and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like this could be you, dude. Like some reads, get you some reads. Clearly, they called my parents and were like, "What's Brian doing these days?" And they're like, "I don't know. He's a cle- plays the clarinet, I guess." What <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you know, at, at least bar school, you, yeah, you went to band, so it's like you had to do something. And I think we had a clarinet, like my it was like a hand me down one. So it was like I could do that, and it's t- terrible at. It. I probably didn't even play in the the no. winter pageant. I, pl- I played. I think it was one of those things where my man. parents were too keen on like forcing me to practice because I was so bad that they would have to listen to me practice, <laughs> and they did not want to do that. So, so um, very cool looking instrument though. I know we're talking about hard boil, but it has a lot of. But knots. it was a wonderful, and I loved like the throwback to like the classic uh, Hollywood openings with the neon signs and the driving through China. So, um, well, and actual credits at the beginning of the movie, you know, yeah, where you've got, like. Some people, some stars' names just as it isn't like a big scene, and then the name of the movie comes up real small at the bottom. And, and it's then, like five, nope, five fucking it. minutes, five, five, sorry, five minutes pass, and then we get our big, like, well, say, ten minute action sequence. They don't so, hesitate to get to the click, click, boom, boom, like, real quick. So it's, I'm sitting here, I'm like expecting like that long first, like, 15 minutes, just like leading in, 20 yeah. setting up some characters. That's what I thought the clarinet like, was like a regular movie. And I was like, oh, okay, word, I'm up. <laughs> Watch oh it. no! Wait, ten dudes just got machine gunned in half. <laughs> and that's the they same. don't give a fuck yeah, about civilians so in this movie. Hell no! Civilians catch so many bullets in this movie; it's amazing. There's so many extras just with blood squibs everywhere. Just pop, 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 pop. the one dude I think is in the very piece. first one that they just massacre him. Like they just had like fucking blood blood squibs from head to toe. His entire wardrobe exploded. Goes up like Sonny Corleone. This reminds this reminds me. Double pistols is like he used a lot of like double. You don't mm-hmm. see a lot. Of That's his signature. Like ever, I'm thinking about like I'm like some of my favorite like here is like even like Robocop is the one gun through the leg. Even, oh yeah, John Woo kind of like brought the double pistol thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he probably didn't invent it, but he was the one that I remember perfected it without knowing. We played, I remember playing, my friends and I playing the sequel video game to this. Stranglehold? Yeah. John Woo's Stranglehold. There's it was a, on like Xbox. Ad. I only remember the name because there's actually a little flyer in my DVD for like an ad. <laughs> yeah, I remember we going over to my friend's house and I think they, I actually think early Netflixed, like with the discs hard boiled okay. because we just, they just like sat there and we'd watch her, we'd watch Chris, you all remember, we'd watch Chris play Stranglehold. Um, I, yeah, I played a little. I mean, I know when it came out, I played it at least once or twice. Um, what I really like about like the first sequence is like they let you know right off the bat what type of fucking movie this is gonna be in terms of, like the action. Like it's super gritty and serious, but at the same time, that has so much flair. Like him going down the stairs in the rail 
and then just shooting at people is like I so love, fucking unnecessary, but most cool at the same the time. Is he's like sliding down the rail, like shooting. But there are a couple of wide jumps where you can see his feet are on the steps, and he's still kind of like, doo, 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 like kind of like walking down the steps a little bit. It's like, it takes a little of the mystique away. <laughs> I blink at those parts, and they just never happen. So this, this is, I don't know, this is also like one of those things, like I would like first thing, no, you know, so the cliche is like the look of it, the colors, like the fucking setting that like, uh, it actually like, remind me a lot of like a, like a Michael Mann, like color palette. Yeah. Like the, the way like fucking red just shined on certain people and there'd be like little neons. I just, it was awesome. Well, yeah, you can tell John Woo was like influenced by the crime movies he had watched, you know, you got the, yep. sl- the wet streets and the kind of like bustling oh, kind of grimy st- city streets. And he's using the envi- the city environment that he lived in. You know what I mean? He's coming from Hong Kong and like one of the biggest cities on the planet. So mm-hmm. like he knew how to like make it, it feels real. It feels lived in, you know, would, and it's, yeah. Very would you say this is like the, at the time, especially like we just talked about RR and R and this is like, the Hong Kong version of RR&R where it's like, it's like his last, like his movie before he goes to America, it's like fucking huge, it's all of his tropes and it's just... I don't know, I don't know if he like knew he was going, I think this one this was such an undeniable hit and it was like his one that crossed over. But it's just set piece after set It was like a culmination of all his kind of like stylistic traits, he like honed them all in and then like this was his big magnum opus and like maybe even if he had never come to america i still think this movie would be a classic like you know what i mean like it would still it would be like in the way people talk about infernal affairs where it's like you can't you can't even talk to a film nerd about the departed anymore without infernal affairs you know who's a remake you know it's actually (laughs) did you see it, it Yeah, it, I mean the same thing in the, the fucking horror lane with them. Yeah, we talk about any of the uh, the J horror films of the the time. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like I think he still would have this would still be an acceptable peak, even though maybe you might personally some people might think he reached a little higher with Face Off, or like maybe he even refined it to a far further extent. But I think if this was his biggest movie and he never went out onto American, did American films, you would still be like, yeah, that's pretty badass. That holds up. It's just oh, yeah. fantastic. I mean, and also just... like, I feel like certain directors like can get like I'm not saying that he never reached this level because like Fat has been has a great career. He did that's like Placement Killers. Saying, there's a little bit more. And um, he did uh, Crouching Tiger and all that fun stuff, and he's still working, I believe. <sighs> But uh, like, Ang Lee's crouching tiger. No, no, I'm saying a uh, fat, fat. Yeah, like I'm saying, like certain directors can get such a great performance from actors, like kind of like Bong Jo and um, Song Kang. I don't, I'm sorry, the oh. one that is always in all his movies, like yeah. Parasite, and then and then um, Bong Hive. He was the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dad in Parasite. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. in um, Blanking Heart. But like those directors, like you always associate them together, kind of like Martin, Tony Scott, and Denzel. You know, yeah, people who like get the best. At, obviously, Scorsese, like, Scorsese and the Niro or Leo. Scorsese and Leo's another one. Yeah, and I feel like Fat it, in the hands of Wu 
is so fucking good, man. He's so likable, and at the same time, it's effortless. Like I never felt like he was trying to be badass. He was just his actions spoke well, for him. And I mean this in the, the mind, you're like, wow, he does a lot. Sure, is a lot of police brutality and just like, I, <laughs> I mean this in the best. People who don't get in your way, huh? But you're just like, you just love him anyway. You're just like, yeah, get those guys. I just mean this yeah, in the best way too, like the way he shot and like comes across like he comes off so like attractive oh sure yeah but, I mean, you know yeah. in that in, in like the in this movie and like I mean, the he's other movies man. he's a star for yeah. sure yeah, like not in fact he's a movie star uh, when you watch this movie he's like yeah. an, he's an action star he's bruce willis you know mm-hmm. he's i wish he wouldn't have got bulletproof monk like why couldn't yeah. like it could have been him getting a rush hour like well, and that's it's funny because that's american audiences too know that Chow Yun-Fat wasn't really a kung fu guy. Like, because the first thing a lot of American audience saw him in was Crouching Tiger, they assumed he was a kung fu guy, so they wanted to try to put him in kung fu things. That's not really what he did. Replacement no, Killers so is a much better yeah. American Chow Yun-Fat movie. <laughs> I remember my mom, I've told you guys before, she would bring home bootlegs. I remember her She's bringing cool. home... It's your mom, Joe's mom rocks. I remember her bringing home it has probably like late, yeah. It had to been like Matrix time. My dad like sweet. I heard this movie's awesome. It was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It was a VHS bootleg too. It wasn't even a D, you know. And it was like real shoddy cam work. And my dad just falling asleep. Have no like we were like this is not the action movie they All said the it was going to be. Yeah, just because like you know it's. I it's, love Crouching Tiger, man. Like yeah, but to a so incredible to a probably like a. a, a Seven oh, or eight yeah, year I can old. see like an eight year old trying to sit down and watch a boot, a shitty boot, like a crouching tiger. Maybe didn't resonate. <laughs> can we yeah. talk about the flowers real quick? That has to be the, the most expensive, roses. the most expensive system of decoding um, messages between yeah, somebody. Like, like forty bucks every time they send them. Forty messages. to sixty bucks just to send one. Like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> they had a hook. They had to have had a hookup. There's no. I mean, that floor is must have been like, what the fuck is happening with you? <laughs> like, who, or just like, how, are you Ned from the Try Guys? Did you? I'll tell you what something? I like about <laughs> topical. <laughs> topical. <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't know if it's necessarily so just because this is a movie that's in a foreign language, or it's just the way that movies were made. And it actually it is. It's more of the way movies were made in like the seventies, eighties, and early nineties. They don't hold your hand as much, like. Hard boiled just unfolds, and you have to pay attention, yeah. and you have to know what's going on. And it, it's like when you watch older movies like that, you realize that like they they just used to respect the audiences a little attention. more. They didn't make everything for the dumbest, lowest common denominator. They were like, yeah, now because now people, the way that people write, especially dialogue, is for. that your audience is looking at the phone, so you have yeah. to be like. Hey, look at hey! And I love the way like like there's so much going on in Hard Boiled, but they like slowly like you see the roses and the messages, but you have no idea what that's about till like fully an hour or more into the movie till they reveal like that's the message system that Alan's mm-hmm. using to communicate and he's undercover and what that all means and how that all works and like did did they make him did they, they make trust him the audience more? Did they make him a frustrated musician just so he can sing the tune to decode the message? 
Lo revi más en he's like, yeah, because I'm I'm a, I'm a I know music, I'm a clarinet player and I'll I'll give you the la revi that is that literally the only reason why they made him play a clarinet in the beginning. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's definitely like the type of like kind of like plot detail and like interweaving the yeah. like different storylines like to justify why he knows character with what they and having those because he's obviously got that relationship with you know that's like his ex or something who's yeah. getting the messages and he's kind of helping her but she's not telling him what that's what it's about she's not letting him in on it even though he's and so that's making i don't know it's good character stuff as far as yeah I'm, it's like just great kind of interpersonal character work a crime movies like this uh, you know, sometimes the like personal stuff can feel a little draggy when you're just like get to the action, you know. So I think they did a good job of keeping it, you know, keeping it light and keeping you interested in the people. In yeah, and there's and like, like said, interesting kind of you guessing almost about what's exactly the nature of the relationships. And I don't know if yeah. that's partially because it's again a movie made in another country and they have a different style and like you're dealing with subs you know, and they have like interesting like... they have interesting moments that are not particularly like action heavy like the the way that they film certain moments specifically the one when when he's looking for the book the way that they intercut them walking through the library mm -hmm. you know that, that's pretty well made and entertaining it could have been just like i found the book it, it, but it wasn't that like it made it more compelling <clears throat> but can i can i tell you what well, like one of my action things that always gives me a boner immediately when i see it yes please. um dirt bikes uh dirt bike uh action sequences it's because i grew up with jackie chan and he he loves a good dirt bike uh, <laughs> stump work yeah. but that motherfucker when he slides that bike <laughs> And stands up and continues to fucking rip through the crowd. Ah, I was like, "Fuck yes!" That's uh, that wasn't David Ayer's cut of a uh, Suicide Squad. Dude. <laughs> 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 that same thing. <laughs> I, uh, I will. I love a good dirt bike, and even to the point where I remember people complaining in the third. Uh, Chris Pine's Star Trek movie that yeah. he has like a scene. Uh, there's an action sequence on a planet where it he uses a little like... dirt bike, and it's like. I don't know. It looks pretty fucking cool to me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't care. Sense, oh, was like, oh, that's dumb. A space <laughs> dirt bike? That's stupid. I was like, I don't know, but like, look at the cool shit he's doing. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's fun. The worst part about it is they did the same thing in fucking Thor 3 with like the way the fucking portals just drop trash on the planet. And everyone was like, that's awesome. And this one there, it's like, that's just dumb. And I was like, that's what's tight. And they, I think they did to fucking, what was the song they did it to? Oh, oh um, it was, um, Sabotage. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, which like, was a callback to the first movie too. Like I, I like the Star Trek. Yeah, I really it, like that Star Trek trilogy. It's listen, like, Tom like, Cruise like took it in a Mission Impossible. I think Rogue Nation. They have fucking dirt butt. They have uh, motorcycle yeah. scenes like that. I mean, for me in this genre, I, I love I love a good motorcycle scene. In and hard boiled for me, it's uh, it's the boat. It's the I boat. I definitely uh, relate. I definitely enjoy a motorcycle chase or a dirt bike chase more than a car chase. Like. I get a little bored with car chases in movies sometimes. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't get a ton out of that. It's, it's far and few between. Yeah. It's, it's the danger element that at any moment he could get fucked. Oh, John right. Woo, a no. Exactly. Right. In a motorcycle, like, you're already almost dead, basically, as far as John. I'm concerned. If you're in a chase in a motorcycle, because all somebody has to do is do this, and John. that's it for you. You're done, and they smoked you. John Woo knows how to work a boat. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, the bolt sequence is awesome too. Well, I was gonna say there's 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 only you have to get those right because you can only use motorcycles in certain scenes one time and a boat in the scene one time. You yeah, it, boat's hard, but like this and face off. I mean, like I have a problem with face off because I actually think the boat chase is too much. I think it should end. It should end in the church, and I think that extra action beat is unnecessary. But that's more of a structural thing. It's gluttonous. The boat is still very awesome. It's gluttonous in Face Off. Yeah, it's, Face Off it's, is so fucking good. It's very like, cool. I had a. I always had an issue with it. It feels a little like it drags. When I I rewatched it, I think it was this year, and I had like a brain orgasm watching that fucking movie. That movie's so goddamn. Good. That's great. I think we've talked about that as a topic on the show. When like you haven't seen it in a movie in a long time and you rewatch it, you're just like get this flood you're just like oh this is why people love movies so much you know i i could uh, watch switch, it every day here's just a little bit there's one there's a, something i want to talk about in hard boiled i want to talk about a great like noble villainous henchman and the dude with the page boy haircut in this movie. yeah uh, so, i've never seen him and anton chigurh are the only people who made a middle part tough <laughs> <laughs> This dude, but like, like I love this guy. He's just like he's like damn near the Terminator through the whole movie. He's just smoking <laughs> left and right. And then when it comes down to it at the very end, he's got like a code, and you don't cross it. And this dude is like, and it, and he, the guy he's working for ends up being too slimy, and he doesn't like it, you know. And I just love that kind of element of it. Like I'm a bad guy, besides, but, but even I'm not I have the limit. worst guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Same reason. I'm a good guy if you squint okay. hard enough. Um, but also like Tony, we haven't talked about Tony. Like he's a, he's an attractive fellow, but he plays so well a cocky, a cocky dude that he really balances off very well of fat. And what I love about Young Woo, he has like a very he, he's he's clearly an aesthetic uh, director, like. He thinks certain things look cool, like the doves, the two the two guns, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing in this movie that he thinks looks fucking amazing, and it happens like every five minutes, is somebody with a cigarette just hanging right there. Because of but, movies like this, I was always, when I smoked, yeah. I was always doing that dangling the cigarette where it's like I could, I never lip. could I actually, leave a cigarette. I, wonder, I actually smoke. had like ripped the skin on my lip a couple times because like it was so stuck because I had, like, <laughs> perfected that like level of stickiness where it could hang and it would just never come off, you know? I could never do that. I thought I could, I, because when I started smoking, I was like, ooh, just like in the movies, I'm just gonna leave it there and start doing other things. Because I and the smoke in my eyes and in my yeah. I was like, who, why the fuck do people do this? Like, I mean, this I'd no, be not me, man. Between so, these, between like movies like this and Sam Jackson and Jurassic Park, I was like, I'm gonna master. I'm gonna be the dude with the Well, guys, I mastered it. I mastered it. We, in my we role recently as watched smarmy, your smarmy rival. We recently well, watched Terminator. A big, expensive cigar. No, I do yeah, like cigars you, more. We recently watched Terminator and the and the police officer, the the black uh, oh. detective. Well, he yeah. has it, but like he has to like 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 this, like it's like well, his, his barely the, there. Like, his is like the can't be bothered. Uh, yeah, he's cigar, like, I, I even forgot to have a cigarette in my mouth. Yeah, like he's a bit of a Sam Jackson from Jurassic Park too. Like I'm just so casually always smoking that I just don't even know that I, I, I just, realize like, it's just part of me. The cigarette hanging out of my mouth is just part of me. Um, but yeah, can we talk about that? I think it's it's 
it's fitting that he got to the level of face off because when people see face off they go like what the fuck this movie is out of control but if you watch hardboil that is considered like this you know magnus opus of action and you just drill down to the hospital sequence like the end piece it is fucking bananas it's there's a moment where uh, uh, a SWAT guy is rappelling with a baby yes. and, a, and a dude is shooting at him. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? It's just, and it's that piece. My favorite part piece. is like when the, when the police officer just bo- like bowling ball all the citizens to the floor <laughs> and all the cops start shooting at people. And they're like, if you're, if you're not on the ground, I'm sorry. We started Get shooting. Down. We're just going. I, I warned you they <laughs> get to the ground because I'm going to start fucking massacring everybody. Shoot three times, y'all get down like I told you. I swear there's scenes in this where like squibs just go off to go off. Just random squibs over and over. It's like and over. someone coughs. It's definitely <laughs> like where like we only had so many squibs that went off but just use that shot. There was a lot of those but it, it makes sense because it, it just fit, fit all the aesthetic of the film. Like all those, some and, of those ones, you were just like, that looked like that shot should have went there, but that one popped. And you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. use it. You're spraying it like, okay. And what I like, yeah. it hits in these spots, sure. This is blood. Like when, it, uh, I'll get back to that, but the the thing that I really love about this movie, and, and I think the hospital sequence is like, the encapsulation of it is like, Everything like the the explosions, the 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 glass breaking, the the stuntmen jumping, getting on fire, blood squibs, uh, the smoke from the guns, all of that just is so visceral and so real that you're like, I'm in it, I'm here. And then you watch like Gray Man or or some or Bullet Train, and the CGI and the shitty sequences, you go like, oh, man, I know better. Like, you know, as an audience member, I know what action it really is. And yes. like, this is action. This is a true action director and a true action star and stuntman and fucking. It's not just cool. Sh- it's not just like, with. it's not just cool shit that someone yeah. was like, yeah, no, we, we sketched that one out. Like you were never able to do it, but we could do it now. So isn't it cool? I think and it's like, no, is- they, no, it wasn't. In these movies, like Hardboiled, like every every character has like you can die with that one gunshot wound. Now, the Chris Evans and the Ryan Gosling's and the Gray Man are superheroes. They can jump from a fucking train going ninety miles an hour onto a moving car that's going one ten, hit the windshield, break through it, and have no cuts or scratches, and just like, all right, yeah, we're alive. Like, there's nothing believable now. Like these older mo- action movies, like. And Tony Scott's, the John Woo's, and all the actors that we shot out before, like everything feels up until a certain point in time, like the action means something to where now it's like action is just. TJ, I think that's a good point because, like, something like, like, I think the one that started it where they're just all superheroes is The Fast and the Furious, right? Or like eventually that yeah. franchise did. Exactly. And it was like when those were just the ones doing that, it was like, oh, this is like kind of fun yeah. and silly. And now that every movie is that, where it's like, you could jump from a building to a building. Yeah. It's like, ah. Well, and I think in a climate where you have where you have so many superhero movies and some of the characters can survive these super, like, these over-the-top situations, it's important to have more grounded action movies. I think that's why the John Wicks are so... Yeah. It's like, you put two bullets in somebody, they're done forever. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, And, I think and you would double-tap. Mm-hmm. So... 
Uh, are we ready for a rating spoon? I think it's time. Let's go into the ratings phase. Ratings phase. Ratings phase. Yo. Yeah, I had a ton of fun with this. Uh, really glad. My favorite, one of my favorite parts about us. I mean, not just hanging out every, every other week, and this is watching things I wouldn't watch, and like especially when we do, someone does pick a foreign film. I. I it's, you know, no one's ever picking a bad foreign film. That's a nice thing. No one's like, you know, let me put you through watching the worst movie ever. Um, uh, so it's always really fun. And I enjoy that aspect of this, of what we you know, do. They want to box you in, but we are, expand our minds and watch foreign films. Yeah. We are a classy broadcast. Um, <laughs> as long as you're a foreigner who makes action movies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you can't come in with any sort of French dramas like Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I've seen the color blue one. It was a very good film. Blue color. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know why you um, saw it, TJ. <laughs> so, so having said that, uh, getting all of this, uh, this is a solid seven point eight squibs. Unnecessary squibs. Oh, I'll go. This was my pick, and it was great to revisit. Um, I always forget. I'll pick these movies, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. And I forget that I'm the only one who has it on my shelf, and then everybody else has to scramble and watch a shitty copy on Hey, shout out to that YouTube channel. That yeah, I this was a rare one where it's not even on streaming anyway. I appreciate my boys uh, putting the effort and getting this watched, and uh, I thank them for, you know, uh, having to uh, – you know, maybe go through some ulterior means, but uh, yeah, this one holds up pretty good. I gotta give this like 8.5, probably. I still think maybe I, it's my favorite John Woo movie, even though I love the American John Woo movies. Mm. Um, it's it, yeah, I'd probably give this an 8.5 little birds in cages during the middle of a shootout, <laughs> exploding, walking away. Yeah. When Fat just fucking destroyed that, I was like, whoa, is he killing the bird? <laughs> just to get to the guns, he's like, fuck this bird. I, I want to blast into it. Uh, I will, uh, I'll give this... I'm going to give it a 4.8 double pistols, so you times it by two. Oh, 4.8 for each pistol. Sorry, 3.6. So seven... I'm sorry, 3.9. 7.8 is 3.8. Okay, that's fair. 3.8. It was great. 3.4. 3.8. 3.1. Yusuf? Um, uh, yeah. I fucking love, yeah, I love, I love movies. Uh, this is a good but movie why? and I loved it. You love them, um, why? Yeah, it's a great, I mean, I've already talked too much. Uh, 8.4. Fat cover in flower and, and blood out of ten. Um, could you imagine just being like the police officer, their chief, chief, chief of police, and walking into that restaurant, and you just see a fucking massacre, and the your report. lead detective is just like covered in flour and blood, and you're like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> the, in the city? The 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 paperwork that has to be done. <laughs> yeah, just fucking. My favorite part of hot. All right. Is like all the the action paperwork scenes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, my, my, it's my pick. My turn. So you, you have two lanes. So we will be going into October 
which could be a spooky. They're this both. Is pre, this will be our pre-Halloween. Episode, this will be pre-Halloween right? episode, and I for the last uh, year or so, I've been trying to stay away from picking horror movies due to fear. But I have one horror movie in one hand, and a movie that just has that is just a not a horror movie in the other. You're grabbing some boobies there. I'm grabbing some boobies. What boob do you want, left or right? Well, most ladies, the right is the good boob. It's the strong boob. So you want right boob. Okay. So we are going to go with Night of the Demons. Oh, I've never seen that. I want to see it. I just watched this for the first time, like, in the last year. I've actually never seen it either, and I got the Shout Factory uh, Blu-ray, and it's, it's one of those covers that have always looked... Yeah, Prime. Like the, she's like a, it's like a chick all demon down. Yeah, and uh, you know it was just referred to us, and it could make a little teaser our uh, fear a Halloween bracket because I do think it's a Halloween movie. So everyone knows the other movie that you were in for was was Mean Girls. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, fun. I was just talking to uh, my wife. I love Mean. It's weird that I've never seen Mean Girls because well, I'm like so. Much all right, wait. Tina Fey. We got to We got to do Mean Girls then. This one? Yeah, that one looks ah, that looks pretty sweet. All right, well, I'm gonna remember you've never seen Mean Girls though. I'm, I'm hey, like, wow. it's weird because I'm a big Tina Fey, Amy Poehler like fanboy, and I like a lot of their work very, very. But I've just never got around. I mean, it came out in that time when I was like in my mid twenties, and I wasn't watching mm. teen movies anymore. Yeah, I was, I was thirteen and in love life. with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Yo, that tagline is wild. Angela is having a party. Jason and Freddy are too scared to come. But you'll have a hell of a time. All right, so we're going to watch Night of the Demons. I love when horror movies, like, like shitty horror movies, try to call out big Shit. budget, like like the top of the line, guys. <laughs> so right. uh, Where can the people find you, yo? You can find me right here at Flyover State of Fear. We got a fun October slate coming up for you. And you can watch your previous episodes with Alan from Werewolf Ambulance, and coming up, Paul Shireleaf uh, doing The Fly 2, which was actually a really fun movie that I was surprised was good. I, I, I had to say, uh, I enjoyed your Fog episode because I don't like... Now, it was tough for me because Alan, your guest, was a big fan of the original Fog, but and shat on the new one, which I was fine with, but I don't even like the old one. Uh, so I was really, it was like, ah, I like the shitting on 2005 Fog, but I'm too <laughs> positive about the old Fog. I, I watched the old Fog. <laughs> I watched the old Fog right after that, the next morning, and I enjoyed it very much. You liked it? See, I was not, not a big fan. Not one of my favorite carpenters. Yeah. Well, where can we find you, Brian? Oh, you know, you can find me... Uh, at Hershkeles on Twitter, giving hot, red hot takes like The Fog isn't my favorite John Carpenter movie. Whoa. Oh. Spicy. TJ. Uh, you guys are on Flyover State the uh, Film YouTube right now. You guys can find me on Twitter at TJ Dex, where I'm always just talking the shit. And uh, yeah. Bye. Very good. Bye. Yeah.